1: hello and welcome to the phnx d-backs podcast right here on phnx my name is derek montia officially known as your mayor of phnx and i wouldn't be your mayor without my vice mayor my friend my co-host the one and only Thunderstick jesse friedman
0: well yesterday on sunday derek the uh, the website was down for a small portion of the day Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know you were all up in arms because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the moment you leave us alone, and I go can't out even town, go out
1: of town for a few days to San Francisco and enjoy myself <laughs> without everything falling apart. Good Lord. And then,
0: and then the blame starts falling on me because yeah. I'm here to pick up your slack. And if That's things, if things don't I go right, you. then, then people start blaming me for it. So it's good You're to right. have you back, my friend. I'm glad to be back. I
1: had a wonderful time in San Francisco, uh, but I'm always happy to leave. Especially in an even year, uh, anywhere that would be considered Giants territory. But of course, this podcast is brought to you by our fine friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, and new customers can use our code of PHNX and bet just $5 or more on any football team to win their game. Should they do so, you will win $200 in free bets instantly. Let's get that money, Jesse. Yes, I just got back from San Francisco. By the way, I did go visit Oracle Park. I visited all sorts of places because due to the current pandemic situation we are back in, uh, San Francisco was a ghost town. It was quite mm. interesting. It was eerie at times.
0: That's time. kind of like the best time to go to a big oh, city it was like so that, good. Though, in an odd way.
1: We, we were telling people that were from there about some of the places that we went to. And they asked us if we had had reservations to go to these places. And we said, <laughs> no, we just walked up and got seated within moments. And they were like, you would have waited in line for two hours normally on a Friday <laughs> night to go to that place. So, yes, I think we got away. Uh, Even though it's a terrible situation, uh, we got away with a a pretty lucky time. Also, beautiful day. We walked the entire Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, I had to hear the Mark Twain quote about uh, the coldest winter I've ever spent was a summer in San Francisco like 20 times.
0: Mm. overdoing it
1: everybody i don't know why everybody in san francisco needs to use that quote and tell me it but,
0: it's not uh, even it's not even summer there like it's it not doesn't even it's not. it doesn't even well, make sense were,
1: because they were saying how it's never like that the day that we had on uh saturday which was just this beautiful day i mean clear not a yeah you know, uh, there were clouds in the sky because there's never not clouds in the sky in san francisco but it was a beautiful day and i mean we uh that, that was the day that we'd already chose that we were going to go walk the bridge and do some walking around on the beach and go find a brewery. And we did all those things and had a wonderful time. I, I really enjoyed San Francisco. It's, in, uh, it's a weird eclectic
0: town, but uh, it's definitely my kind of place. I have to say, uh, Derek, I don't know if you've ever been to uh, to Seattle before, but, uh, but around here, uh, it's not that the sun comes out occasionally this time of year. It's that the sun basically doesn't come out at all. For a period of three or four months but on that note yesterday sunday uh similar to what you're saying was actually a gorgeous sunny day and granted it's in the 40s it's not you know it's probably not as as warm (laughs) as it was there but that was big news for us here in the pacific northwest
1: sure no i get you uh it's it's one of those things that you take advantage of it luckily when we came in on friday it was freezing it was cold uh, downtown was a ghost town at ten forty-six in the morning. It was very odd, uh, like few cars, no people on the streets. It was, it was, it was like they were shooting an episode of the walking dead or something in the downtown San Francisco area. Uh, but you know, uh, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be, like I said, away from, uh, Oracle park and how beautiful it is. Uh, I don't like comparing, uh, my, my stuff to other people's stuff who have nicer stuff than me, Jesse, you know, but kind of had a little bit of a. A little bit of jealousy looking at that baseball monument uh, and, and uh, wishing that our crazy desert sun in this city that's a, you know, monument to man's arrogance against God, uh, you know, didn't have to have a, a roof and an air conditioning system in order for it to exist in the months of May through August. But that's the reality of this situation is we need we need all of those things. So, uh, there is
0: there is an easy solution to this, Derek. Yeah, we've talked we've talked about uh, you know, what would the dream Diamondback stadium look like. There are extraordinary places in Arizona to build a baseball stadium. Like could you imagine if they and it would make no sense geographically, but could you imagine if like right next to the Grand Canyon? There's just a (laughs) baseball stadium. And instead of instead of McCovey Cove, you're hitting the ball into Into the canyon, Canyon. like 5000 feet down. That would be something. Environmentalists
1: would would hate this idea,
0: Jesse. They would. They would for a good reason, too. But I am so on board.
1: (laughs) Um, Another thing, speaking of environmentalists and good reasons why they would hate this idea. uh, Kudos to the fine folks of San Francisco who. Happen to keep their like parks and beaches so clean. I I imagine that there is some sort of service that goes through and cleans this area because I couldn't there wasn't a bottle or a can to be found recklessly wow. strewn on the beach or or in Golden Gate Park. And I really came to appreciate how much uh people there seem to, you know, respect their own area. And I think maybe we all should do that a little bit more. Maybe we should all just Stop throwing trash in the place where we live and picking up after ourselves. You know, be a responsible human being, but uh, baby steps. First, we have to all, you know, (laughs) care enough about our own health to get vaccinated and whatnot. Uh, I will say this the pandemic has screwed up our plans Uh, once again. uh, This entire week, we will be broadcasting from uh, our homes due to our studios being shut down over uh, what's going on right now with the coronavirus. And Jesse is literally. Uh, been shoved out of his home
0: i have yes you roommate, have. T- roommate tested positive so so i am i am out on the road now derek uh and it's, it's not it's living it's, in the streets now jesse basi- huh? basically living on no fortunately not living <laughs> on the streets but <laughs> it is possible that i will be uh doing our live shows this week from my classroom uh so stay stay tuned for that on tuesday <laughs> and thursday it's a pretty decent chance that's what happens so so if any of you out there want to see what my day job looks like you're gonna get a lot closer to it than i ever imagined you probably Excellent. would so Excellent. there you go
1: well it's uh i will refer to you only as professor friedman when sure. you are in this uh, capacity and not Thunderstick. i won't call you Thunderstick around the students uh but of course i I, I i know we've 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 had issues i'm back this from this weekend's vacation uh none of that matters jesse all that matters is that it's monday and it's you know what you know you know what we do on Mondays. Uh, we don't We do not do anything else besides go straight to our mailbag. And that's what we're going to do this Monday. We're going to go to the mailbag. Let's go get it. It's Mailbag Monday. Mailbox. Always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. Thank you guys, as always, for supplying our questions. Uh, we've been told by you, our listeners, and our viewers, how much you guys appreciate uh, our stamina through this entire situation, not only the worst season in Diamondbacks history, uh, but, you know, obviously uh, a really bad time for baseball in general and an off season. And we're still here five days a week, and we appreciate that you're here every Monday with your questions. So with that being said, the first question comes from Gabriel on Twitter at Bold is Bronze. And Gabriel asks, would Paul Goldschmidt or Zach Granke go into the Hall of Fame as a D-back? And I like this question, Jesse. I think hmm. this stems from the recent interview Kurt Schilling gave when he's where he said he would uh, surprisingly go into yeah. the Hall of Fame as an Arizona Diamondback.
0: Yeah, Kurt, I, I really am surprised by that. I mean, Kurt Schilling spent eight years uh with the Phillies altogether, uh, actually a little bit over eight years compared to uh just about four seasons spent in Arizona. Um and so and he was good in Philadelphia too. And he was, you know, he was of course pretty good in, in Boston as well after his stint with the Diamondbacks, uh where he ultimately finished his career. So I, I was pretty surprised by this, Derek. I guess I guess the fact that he won a World Series with the Diamondbacks is, is probably what seals the deal I think, here. I think, that,
1: I think that factors in quite a bit. I think also that there was something legendary about Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling being on the same team together and leading this team as yeah. the one-two punch to a World Series, right? It's reminiscent of Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. And it, it, those are... Those are names that when you hear those names, like when Brett Strom brought up those names very casually in his introductory press conference and just talked about his time being around those guys, it gave me chills a little bit, right? You start talking about names like that and it's a legendary status. And I think that Randy Johnson and Curt Schilling, even though they didn't spend very much time together as teammates, became that legendary one, two kind of combination as far as starting pitchers, arguably, the best one to, you know, starting rotation pitchers in the history of baseball. Right. So there, mm-hmm. I think that, that, and the, what you said with the world series, I think those two factors really play a big role in him wanting to do this. If you were to ask me though, I would have definitely thought he would have chose either team, either the Phillies or Boston, you know, yeah. or before, uh, b- before the diamondbacks. And I'm just, I wonder what, it, what other factors there are as far as, you know especially with the Boston Red Sox, the way that the bloody sock became, yeah, yeah, there's that. some that's, big.
0: That, I that, feel like Kurt Schilling is like, if you ask casual, like the casual baseball fan, I think the bloody sock incident is probably what they would associate more with Kurt Schilling than sure. the fact that he won the World Series with the Diamondbacks in 2001. I mean, it's like the fucking Red Sox, it was the Red Sox, like, right, good lord, <laughs> like
1: it's what it was. It, it, it's again. It's it's like the, this stuff. It sounds like it's something from a movie, right? But yeah, yeah no, uh, very surprising there. And I think that again, wh- what we discussed are probably the main factors. But as far as Gabriel's question is concerned, I, I think mm. it's a good question. I I would have a hard time seeing Zach Granke go into the Hall of Fame as a D back. I don't feel like his time here was significant enough in his career for him to do so. Uh, yeah. And honestly, there's something about Zach Grankey that to this day, I still think of him as a Kansas city
0: Royal. Like when I think Granky, that's mm-hmm. what pops into my head first. I think you're, you're definitely not alone in that cranky spent uh, seven seasons in Kansas city, uh, which is, which is way more than he was anywhere else. Right. He spent, uh, he spent three and a half here in Arizona. He spent three with the Dodgers uh, he had a one-year stint with the Brewers and the Angels. Uh, and then, of course, three years with the Astros. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I would guess it's the Royals. Uh, but also, Granke didn't... I, I don't know if I would say that Granke peaked with Kansas City. He had one unbelievable year in 2009 uh, when he had a 2.16 ERA. He won a Cy Young Award. But that was the only year in Kansas City that Zach Granke even made the All-Star team. Uh, Other than that, he was kind of a solid pitcher for the Royals, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't like this, this ultra ace type. Um, He probably was best with the Dodgers, but that's only a three-year stint. Uh, He was better there than he was in Arizona, probably. Uh, I don't think he would pick Houston now that he's kind of at the tail end of his career. So it's a really interesting question. I honestly could see it going multiple directions, but I would probably bet on the Royals or the Dodgers before I would bet on the Diamondbacks.
1: However, with Paul Goldschmidt, unless we see something incredible happen, yeah, you know, with 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 the St. Louis Cardinals, and he wins a World Series or has some sort of, you know, crazy, you know, run where he where he wins a bunch of awards in a season, and I, I still think he's very capable of having, uh, more. Big seasons, obviously we've seen that out of him recently. Uh, I would just have a hard time imagining him being anything but a D-back. Uh, I don't I don't even know if the people of St. Louis appreciate him the way that Arizona Diamondbacks fans do have and always will, right? Yeah, he will always be a legend in some fans' eyes, and he absolutely deserves to be, you know, what he did, what he achieved, what he became is the blueprint of what you could hope for any draft pick right especially considering how ridiculously low he was drafted and you know where where, where he was drafted at and what you know the the caliber of player he became is uh, the exact reason why baseball is such an amazing sport you know that
0: mm. that
1: at times the, the that lack of of belief in guys is what, is what kind of makes them, you know, become that elite player. And I and I don't know if that was the case with Goldschmidt. I don't know if it was just, you know, syncing up with the right coaches, hearing the right information. You know, we've said what a big impact coaching can have on a player's career and their life, but Paul yeah. Goldschmidt was not supposed to be what he became. And that's and that's the best part of it. You know, the just the campaigns, the fact that people tried so hard here to get the the country to notice who he was and what he was. I I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a part of me that thinks that he's probably more comfortable in St. Louis not being the focal point, not being necessarily the face of the team and the star of the show. But sure. I can't help but think how fondly he must consider his time here the way that people – Uh, that were fans of this team turned him into a folk hero.
0: I would be shocked if Paul Goldschmidt made it to the Hall of Fame and didn't go in as a Diamondback. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Uh, I mean, he was a Diamondback for his age 23 through 30 seasons, um, which is really for a lot of guys. I mean, in those years is when you're going to be at your best. And that has been the case for for Goldschmidt. You mentioned, you know, I don't know if Cardinals fans – really appreciate him the way that diamondbacks fans do and i and they probably don't and and the reason for that is he hasn't been as good in st louis as he was with the diamondbacks right this last year was great but the two years before that goldschmidt was kind of just a shell of uh the player that he was in arizona for for so long um and 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 what's also strange is that even as as even as much as Goldschmidt has really held his own in St. Louis, he has yet to make an all-star team uh, as a member of the Cardinals. Even this last year, when his his final numbers were very impressive, 31 homers, 99 RBIs, OPS just under 900. Despite those numbers, he did almost all of that in the second half of the season. And so he wasn't even elected to the all-star game. So I think, uh, like you said, I mean, Goldschmidt is, is capable of making big things happen in the next few years. But I would totally bet on, on him going in as a diamond back. But I guess the question is just, is, is Goldschmidt going to be in the hall of fame at all? Yeah,
1: that's the bigger question. And
0: that's, that's hard to say. He's kind of right there. You know, I mean, it it kind of depends on how many years he's able to play. Um, I think there's, there's certainly still some work for him to do. 280 home runs is probably not where you'd want to be as a first baseman. So he still has time. um, And it's going to be really interesting to see if he's able to pull it
1: off. I will say this, that uh, there's got to be a part of St. Louis, you know, there's got to be some Cardinals fans that don't think that he's worth the money considering that his contract is the biggest contract in the team history. Mm. Right. So, yeah. you know, And and again, when you're not putting up the same numbers that you were putting up when you were elsewhere, it always feels like you kind of got the the short end of the deal on a big long-term contract like that. Mostly though, the, Like I was surprised when I found out his deal was the biggest in their history. So again, you, you, when you when you have the dubious history of being the biggest contract for a franchise ever, you kind of have to live up to it. And yeah, I could definitely see there being some discontent with, with him not being as good as he was at one point with the Diamondbacks when that's why you went and paid him all that money. Right. Um, I do
0: think I, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now. I'm pretty sure Nolan Arenado actually technically has a bigger contract, but I guess in terms of they didn't sign Nolan Arenado as a free agent, right? They got him uh in a trade with the Rockies. Correct. So, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. so a little think, bit a little bit of a different situation.
1: Right, right. I think that's what was the uh I think that's what the uh the the deal, the breakdown was that we were looking at was like the biggest signings in team right. history, the biggest contract right, that yeah. they Gave to somebody, right? So, and uh, again, it was kind of <laughs> that's why it's kind of wild to see that the Pittsburgh Pirates contract was from like 2000. But,
0: yeah, Jason uh, Kendall, right? Jason Kendall. Uh, <laughs> good
1: stuff. So, uh, but here's a reminder to you guys go over to the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's time. The final week of the football pro se- regular season is, is come and gone. We know where all these seedings are, we know where everybody's going to be at. So, jump on there, use our code of PHNX. Uh, And bet just $5 quickly on any uh, of the last games, college or pro, doesn't matter, uh, for any football team to win. And you will win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code. PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, remember, DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. You're going to have so many options during the playoffs for you to get in there and get on that money, get on those same game parlays that combine multiple bets from a same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. And don't forget that DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit, withdraw your cash whenever you want. And our code, again, was PHMX to take advantage of that offer for new customers, uh, where you can bet $5 or more on any football team, college or pro, uh, to win their game. And you will win $200 in free bets, should they be victorious. Uh, that's 21 and over only. Arizona only. Gambling problem? Dial 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Jesse. Question number two. Let's do it. Let's uh, do we it. got. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. I I forget that we have all sorts of uh, ads and, and stuff all over my computer screen here. But our our buddy Rattle on Dbacks at Rattle on Dbacks or is it Rat Leon Dbacks? Hmm.
0: hmm.
1: Uh, asks what moves do you expect Mike Hazen to make after the lockout? Huh. I you um... believe Mike Le- Mike Hazen is done? I think that one thing he said that made me very nervous was when he said there was nothing pending at this time when asked after the Mark uh, or the, uh, the Melanson deal uh, if, if there was, there was any more trades. Now the question was specific to prior to the lockout, which was what they believed was going to be the end of the signing period for that period, at least, or, or that, that period of time. but. I did feel, I did feel I shuddered a little bit. I felt that there was a little finality to him saying that. And Hmm. uh, I got to ask, do you, do
0: you believe that they're done? I don't, I do not believe that they're done. I honestly, I'm going to be a little bold here, Derek. I would be shocked if the Diamondbacks didn't make any other moves. Uh, They don't have a third baseman. They, they just don't. (laughs) Um, And I think, I think that's something they're, they're really just going to have to address Uh, And Mike Hazen also did say uh, when commenting on the bullpen at one point, not too, not too long uh, before the uh, the lockout uh, came down. uh, He did say at one point that he was not done adding to the bullpen, that there's still moves to be made. And it's possible, you know, those are more like minor league free agents. uh, Then I don't know if they're going to go out and get two more guys like Mark Melanson Uh, But I think they're going to do something. I would expect at least one other major league move in the bullpen, possibly two. And I think they're going to get a third baseman somehow. Uh, It might be someone like Jonathan VR from the uh, free agency market. I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Uh, Or he also, uh, the Diamondbacks front office has also alluded to the idea of trading for a young, controllable third baseman uh, that they might be able to develop. Uh, I don't think it's going to be someone like Matt Chapman, who's already, you know, very well established, Uh, but maybe more of a buy low candidate type, Uh, someone who uh, maybe has some untapped potential and hasn't quite reached it yet. I could see the Diamondbacks uh, going that route at third base as well.
1: I agree. And I think, again, the one thing that I have to consider here is that they have too many positional needs for them to completely fulfill them, as they said at one point with you know, the players from the minor league system. It doesn't mean that I don't believe that they can. It's just center field, right field, and third base, along with still needs in the bullpen. I just can't I just can't see that happening, especially when they're gonna go out there and start the season, I guess, kind of with unproven guys playing those positions. I, I think the team has the ability to spend money. Uh, they have a little bit, yeah. They should have know, a little bit left. They they don't need to be this conservative financially, even though I understand probably more than a lot of fans why they're doing that. I just I have to at one point question why you're being so cheap, right? It's like sometimes you 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 can you know you you can overdo it when it comes to the penny pinching, yeah. Uh, and, and I believe that they might be in that territory, but again, this is future. Projections and, and you know, again, just being uncertain financially about what direction this entire thing is going to take, especially now. You know, I was talking about my trip to San Francisco. I went to San Francisco to go to this sketch fest, you know, comedy festival, and it got canceled. We ended up having a great time anyway because it freed up our time to like go see the sites and do things that we wouldn't have had time to do otherwise, like walk the entire Golden Gate Bridge. But with events being canceled, That uncertainty is in the air. And when you start looking at places like California and New York, they tend to be the trendsetter for where this country is going. As it stands right now, I didn't walk into a single establishment in San Francisco without providing them my ID and my vaccination card in order to come in. And Mm. that's where we're at, right? We're at that point where you aren't going to be allowed to go to events without showing your vaccination card and without at least you
0: know, in some cities i think it'll probably well yeah you're on, right on where yeah, you are. some
1: cities right but that all all of that kind of uncertainty impacts what's going to happen with things like baseball games yeah happen, right and yeah that's a good point you know teams at this point can't be 100 percent sure that in certain cities we're not going to have you know things like capacity uh you know, uh, requirements where they have to go down to 25% capacity or something like that. Uh They don't know if they're literally going to have people not coming out, right? That was one thing. There are people that live in San Francisco. They they still live there. They didn't go anywhere. They're just not coming out to businesses and restaurants and stuff on a Friday night like they normally would due to this current situation. And that's something that, again, could impact sporting events. So I'm, I'm not going to be surprised at all to see teams continue to be conservative financially over the next two seasons, probably until we get kind of safely out of this entire pandemic situation. But that that's just one factor. Then you have the factor that people are ge- generally losing interest in certain teams and certain markets and the Diamondbacks being one of them. That's another concern that they have to have as far as the financial impacts on the team. So I, I, I get their conservative approach, but it just also seems like, you know, it's when a guy who like that has a crappy job, but still makes money is like, you know, eating ramen every meal. You're like, dude, come on. (laughs) That that was, that was me. Not very long
0: ago. So be careful what you say. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just
1: saying McDonald's is also very cheap. So just switch it up is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. is, Is
0: McDonald's a better, is McDonald's a better meal than ramen? i guess i i don't i don't know i actually don't know if I. again it's like it,
1: it's the excessiveness of the ramen. it would be the eating like the diamondbacks have been eating ramen every night is the point okay like, so on, you want some yourself. variety some i'm saying go get yourself some chicken nuggets is what i'm saying okay the two for five deal or something like that you can get in on it i'm uh, <laughs> splurge is what i'm saying splurge every once in a while Um, And I think everybody else, uh, I think you guys should splurge. I think you should splurge on yourself. I think you should go to gophnx.com. I think you should sign up for a membership if you haven't already done so. Uh, We have amazing content. Jesse is putting out 10,000 word articles all the time. It's insane. We tell him (laughs) not to. He does it anyway. Uh, You can go to gophnx.com, though, and read all of his wonderful pieces on the Arizona Diamondbacks, uh, uh, Mike Hazen, everything that's going on right now. Uh, and not to mention all of the amazing content that we have from guys like Craig Morgan reporting on the situation with the Coyotes, uh, their deal with Tempe not working yeah. out and yeah. looking more and more like they're going to be uh, homeless or no longer in the Arizona uh, state area for much longer. So go check out that article and you can get that at gophnx.com. Sign up to become a member. You can get annual membership and I'll get you a free T-shirt over at thephnxlocker.com or you can sign up and become just a month to month member and you will still get your first month for just 50 cents. Get that little appetif, Uh decide how hungry you actually are for the GoPHNX buffet. And once you do, you won't be able to turn it down. Uh, uh, you got to go in there and check out all this work. Plus, again, we have options like our our members-only discounts over at the PHNX Locker, and our members-only Discord that you can sit there, you can chat with us, you can get us all the time. Message, hey, if I'm not on there, yell at me, at me, and tell me what the hell, where are you? Get over here. Uh, I'm bad <laughs> about it at times, and that's mostly because I, I'm an old person, and I can only do so many social medias at one time. Uh, but, again, I love, being on, I love being on there with you guys. I love chatting baseball with you guys mostly because, again, we all love this team and we all want to see it do better. So uh, let's get on there, come become a member, become part of our family, and let's talk about Arizona sports together over at gophnx.com. Jesse, our last question comes from Spencer O'Gara over at Spencer underscore O'Gara, and he asks, with all his issues the last two-plus years, is Christian Robinson still a viable prospect slash trade candidate? Is he more important because of Corbin Carroll's injury less because of Dominic Canzone. I'm guessing uh, maybe less important because of Dominic Canzone's success that he's had as of late is what he means by that. But Christian Mm. Robinson, again, we've talked at times about how the Diamondbacks have these star prospects in their system that don't really seem to work out. Christian Robinson absolutely was one of their biggest prospects a few years ago, uh, has this legal issue that came up very unfortunate, uh, very just kind of sensitive, right? I mean, just not your standard like, oh, he had legal issues. No, this was a, a kind of a mental health issue, a mental break, uh, and involved assaulting a police officer and got very complicated from that point as far as uh, being from the Bahamas uh, and being uh, basically here on a visa and having the potential felony mess up his opportunities to play baseball here in the united states for the arizona diamondbacks Uh, those issues have been worked out apparently and christian robinson is back with the diamondback system uh so i i can't again i i can't say that somebody that is physically gifted is um not a viable prospect any longer right like yeah, uh, you know, the 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 situation was a weird one. And the I think everybody involved with this team and everybody that's rooting for this team and, and Christian really just wants to make sure he's okay, right? And that makes sure that this is something that he gets help for and can get past that before getting back to baseball, you know. But then there was being separated from his family, who was here and is from the United States and not. You know, how, how complicated, you know, basically not being in this country made made that entire situation. So it, it was unfortunate and luckily for him and for all of us and that root for this team, it's behind him now. Um, and you know, we can get back to baseball. I think that again, I've seen um a lot of footage of him playing baseball, and he's an incredibly talented athlete. Yeah. So I, I do think that that you know he is still a a viable prospect for this team. Uh, and hopefully, you know, the team supported him enough through this situation that he feels the need to, you know, kind of get back out there and, and play baseball. And hopefully baseball is still a priority for him. You know, I, I think that after you go through all of this, sometimes your priorities
0: could shift. I I really like Christian Robinson as a prospect. Um, and, and also, I've mentioned this on the show before. I got the chance to meet him a few years back when he was in Kane County. Uh, just a great, a great guy. Just seemed very, uh, seemed like he had a, a great head on his shoulders. And I mean, let's face it, uh, his whole situation uh, with his mental breakdown, like, like you described uh, going through some mental health issues that was in the thick of the pandemic kind of right when this whole thing started. And uh, he certainly wasn't alone in in fighting some mental health battles at the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christian Robinson is 21 years old and, and he is, uh, about as good of a prospect as you'll find in this organization. I think there are, you know, a few other guys at this point that, you know, maybe we feel like their future is a little bit more, a little bit more secure. Um, but he's only 21 years old and, uh, he last played in, in 2019 in the minors. So, uh, you know, it might take some time for him to get his legs back underneath him and, uh, hopefully, start uh, start getting his swing back and whatnot. But I'm excited for the future of of Christian Robinson. I mean, he has a monstrous arm. He has monstrous power. Um, he's been stealing bases in the minors. I don't know how much that will will continue as he moves up the ranks. But uh, but he is he is about as good of an outfield prospect as you'll find in this organization right now, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yep, exactly. And again, I think the biggest thing is just properly moving past this situation and not making baseball a priority, making, you know, making sure that his mental health and that he's fine. It's kind of weird because it's, it is like you said, right? Like (laughs) I had some mental health breakdowns during the pandemic. Yeah.
0: 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people. (laughs) Right. And I know a lot of people did.
1: And I mean, some people might not even label it as that, but I think we've all gone through things where we just snapped you know, and we, we had too much of whatever. I know I, I, I snapped on my wife because of the fact that she was like making comments about, you know, how easy it was to like be working from home because my wife is in veterinary healthcare. She never got a day off due to the pandemic. She never mm. stopped working. They masked up, they stayed working, you know, you animals don't, not get sick now because there's a pandemic and you know <laughs> people still need veterinarians to treat them right so it wasn't exactly right. a hey we can work from home situation for her she had to she and her co-workers had to brave it and go out and do all that but uh, again that made it for her I think still kind of normal it made life normal and that was something that she couldn't understand about how hard it was to be at home to be yeah. you know go from an office setting to now working from home to now blessing
0: and a curse for it a, really a lot was, of was like right?
1: especially for me like I, I was a big guy like of, of I was a big proponent of wanting to work from home you know I was I, I like to be at home and then the problem was that this was like my prison now and this is <laughs> where I was all the time I think that was the biggest problem was like when you work in an office you leave an office and you go home and that place is now yeah a different place than where you were working so you feel relaxed you feel Uh, in a, you know, safe place that, that you can be comfortable in when you work at home, then your home becomes your office and it becomes work and you never leave work. And that right there is enough to drive a man insane. Right. But uh, I will say that what happened with this situation is, you know, again, it's still with Christian Robinson. It's, it's still between them on that incident. And, you know, it's, it's not even right to speculate that, you know, that this is a bigger mental health issue for him. But again, I, like my thing is just perspective and maybe after going through all of that and lose potentially losing, you know, access to the United States because you're from a different country and not being able to, you know, see your wife and your child. Right. He has a, he has a kid. I so, think so yeah, because, like that's, there's just a lot there that I think can change for you. What's important. Right yeah the the problem sometimes with baseball is when you're an athlete with baseball or football or any other sport it consumes your life it becomes what your life is all about and it's hard to have that balance and sometimes when you get perspective you, you you can all of a sudden find playing that sport thing not to be as important as you once thought it was right uh i i hope that's not the case and i hope that he still very much loves baseball and i hope he's you know, just in a good place. I, I think that again, that was what I'd said earlier, but that that would be my priority is making sure that he's in a good place to play baseball. I'm mm-hmm. not concerned about the time that he had off. I'm not concerned about his age though. None of those things concern me. Like you said, he's still very young and has many years left uh, in front of him as far as his baseball career and his life. Uh, I just uh, at this point, I, I would think going back to the question, um, I don't know if he's more or less important because of Corbin Carroll's injury, but as we talked about in the past, I think he's very important to the future of this outfield and the prospect of seeing a Carroll Christian Robinson, Alec Thomas outfield is very exciting. Um, I think Dominic Canzone is a great player, but I don't think that that makes Christian Robinson any less of a viable prospect I will say, as a trade candidate though, with his past, he's not a good trade candidate, right? I feel like his value would be very low, so I don't think that there would be a, a great return
0: on trading no, him. At this no, no, this is not the time to trade Christian Robinson. There's, there's too many, too many question marks there. But, sure. uh, but yeah, I don't really view the value of prospects like relative to the performance of of other prospects like. I mean, as much as, you know, we're gonna hype up Corbin Carroll and Dominic Canzone for everything they've done, and, and rightfully so, right? Prospects are, are just such a volatile asset and you and you just don't really know, you know, what's gonna happen in, in with the trajectory of their career at any point. So yeah. I I the Diamondbacks should, you know, they have high hopes for Christian Robinson, regardless of what you know, Corbin Carroll or or Dominic Canzone or or you know, how, how any of their prospects are performing at the end of the day, they think that Christian Robinson going to be good. And, and I, and I think so too. And and we wish him nothing but the best here in, in 2022.
1: I know you're wrapped up in several layers there, Jesse, but I'm just wondering, is there a PHNX shirt down there underneath somewhere? <laughs> all
0: that, because if you not, know, not, not today, Derek. Oh man. It's we got, you. Uh, you know, we talked, we talked just a few days ago about how like Phoenix is, is amazing for, for the ph and x t-shirts because you can wear t-shirts year-round right yeah but you know here when it's you know 38 degrees outside it's a little it's a little bit hard a little for me hard. To throw a t-shirt yeah. on in the morning but uh but uh, for the live show the live show on tuesday I'll, right. I'll break it out i'll be well, indoors <laughs> i was in san francisco
1: trying to wear our t-shirts and it was a big mistake weather-wise even when the sun was out it was still too cold for me to be doing that shit uh but <laughs> I tried my best because I love our t-shirts so much and you can too. go over to phnxlocker.com right now. Grab one for just $29.99. Get one of those. Don't forget about the sticker packs. Get yourself a sticker pack. You're going to regret it if you complete your order and don't get the sticker pack. I don't know what the coyotes did to deserve such great shirts. Uh, I don't feel like they, I don't feel like they deserve them. But uh, with that being said, there are some amazing coyote shirts over at phnxlocker.com. Not to mention on the horizon right there, just over the hill, just as the sun peaks, uh, there are some Arizona Diamondbacks, PHNX D-back shirts coming, uh, some brand new designs to the PHNXLocker.com. So keep an eye out for that and go check out the PHNXLocker.com. Become a member and you'll get one of those shirts for free. Or uh, you'll also get those member-only discounts so you can sit around and wait for one of those to come to your mailbox. Get yourself some great gear from the PHNXLocker.com. Also, don't forget, go over, if you're a new customer, DraftKings Sportsbook, and use our code of PHNX. you get that free $200 in uh, bets instantly. Uh, Should you bet $5 or more on any football team to win their game, and should they be victorious, you'll get that money. Uh, So go do all of those things. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Cap underscore Caveman with a K. Jesse, of course, is at Jesse N Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore d backs but all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports that's on instagram twitter and facebook
0: derek i have i have one more thing i want to throw in here on this podcast before we before we uh wrap things up so uh and i have to hat tip our our friend patrick lyons for this today january 10th is the nine year anniversary of justin upton vetoing a trade to the seattle mariners Something that I I have a vague recollection of, uh, but it does ring a bell. There was a trade that the Mariners proposed to acquire Justin Upton from the D-backs, and uh, and he had a a no-trade clause in his contract. He had signed an extension, and he vetoed the trade. It's not exactly known what exactly the Mariners uh, were going to send the Diamondbacks uh, but Taiwan Walker is is mentioned here as one of the likely options, which is funny because the Diamondbacks ultimately would acquire him a few years later. Uh, James Paxton is also mentioned as as one of the options who, of course, developed into a, a pretty good starter. Uh, so, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll expand on this more uh, tomorrow. But today is the is the ninth year anniversary. So a fun, fun D-backs history tidbit there. We need to get Justin Upton on the podcast, find out what happened there. Let there you go. There <laughs> what, you
1: go. What was the return gonna be? Why didn't you like it? What part <laughs> about Seattle? Uh Seattle has the longest playoff
0: drought of yeah, any. Yeah, maybe maybe that, that saved team. him off. So maybe fair. maybe that's
1: what <laughs> has going on. But. the
0: Dvax traded just, I mean, this was January 2013. Justin Upton wasn't a diamondback in 2013. So uh, this is, uh, I mean, they traded him to the Braves shortly after this went down, so apparently he accepted that deal, but but didn't accept this deal to the Mariners. He definitely wanted out of
1: town for sure, that's for sure. But, um, we don't we 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 didn't miss him too much, I don't think. But that's that's uh, that's <laughs> another a, another
0: story for another podcast. That's another we'll, story we'll talk for Justin Upton at some point on here. <laughs>
1: Well, again, we thank you guys so much. Don't forget to subscribe to us on your favorite audio podcasting app and leave us a five-star review. Also, go over to YouTube, subscribe to us there, and sign up for notifications so you don't miss any of the content coming out from the PHNX team. Uh, again, Craig Morgan, the Coyotes. The, the Coyotes don't, not only don't deserve our shirts, but they don't deserve Craig Morgan. Uh, but neither do we. He's the best. Uh, <laughs> this is Also, this don't is forget to check out the Suns and the Cardinals podcast. ASU is doing fun stuff. It's been a blast. And we also uh, added some new faces to the podcast or to the, to the network. So we're very yeah. excited about the expansion and we're excited about all of the new uh, team members coming on to help us bring you guys amazing content. Uh, we thank you guys again on behalf of Jesse and myself. We appreciate you so much for checking out the show and remember kids baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you bet on it.